2: Shall we begin? Captain, we
1: are now coming into the Devil's Lair. Give me a scan, Ensign. One single scan. Captain, we have contact. On viewer. Sir, she's
2: cloaked. But we are being hailed. Patch it through. This is Captain McScarity of the USS Priest. Reveal yourself and your ship's true form. And you tell me, Captain, what ship do you think this is? This is a bird of prey, and you will reveal yourself. Decloak, let us scan you, and we'll let you warp.
0: You think it is us that should reveal our position to you, and you'll let us warp away? <laughs> That's correct. <laughs> you mulied Patak. kapla! You ask to see by a hole, and you shall have it. Scan us and see for yourself. Cry havoc! Sir, she's firing on us! By torpedoes! See for yourself! You, so you may have no doubt. Yes, you see it all. Cry havoc and let slip the demons of war.
2: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another edition of the Real Feels podcast, where three of our hosts—we have Nathan, Jack, and Drew—go head to head in <laughs> mortal combat. We're and-
0: on a five-year mission for feels. <laughs> in the outer quadrants, we seek and catalog gaseous feels. And out of all the shows and movies, <laughs> this was the most human. Human. <laughs> Nathan, I gotta give you some credit, man. This one was whacked out. Yeah,
2: so we bring you guys a movie fortnightly. Fortnightly? And we dip our hands into the Bilbo grab baggings every year and draw out different genres. This genre is occult horror. Now, folks, if you are fans of this show or you're fans of Nathan, which I doff protest, <laughs> why? Um, You know that I am not a horror movie person. I'm not very good with horror. Uh, It's not something that I dip my toes into often unless I am pushed into the pool. And for a cult horror, because uh, the Wicker Man was taken, which probably would have been my my easy layup. uh,
1: You (laughs) bitches! You (laughs) bitches! This will bring back
2: your honey! Bear punch! Uh, That would have been my low-hanging fruit obvious pick um so i did a curveball to the whaling there is no bean footage to really be mm. had so this, this movie doth gonna protest. just jump right into it and holy shit this movie is pretty crazy
1: this is a great film honestly i and i think that one thing that serves to the betterment of this is that with asian horror you don't necessarily always get like a short film. You get a full fleshed out story if it's done by like a really good director and a very good studio. And that's what you have with this. Uh, Nong Hong Jin, the director, also wrote the screenplay. This movie, though a whopping two and a half hours long, it's so engaging and it does just about everything right. I mean, this is this is having one of the highest Rotten Tomato scores that I've ever seen. Uh, for a film on Rotten Tomatoes, it has a 99% for critics and a 90 or sorry, and an 82% for an audience score. This movie did exceptionally well with a six and a half million dollar budget, having a forty nine million dollar uh, overall total. So, yeah, let's just let's go around and make eight times what the movie cost us.
2: And for this type of horror film. One would not think that it's going to be very deep or very biblical to the the depths that it goes. Was this anyone's first watch, Jack? I believe you. Yes? No?
0: I had not seen this film, which Nathan. Congratulations, uh, you son of a bitch! <laughs> you you beat me at my own game: Foisted esoteric own foreign batag. films. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but this this is a very smart and intelligent horror movie it not only is it well shot the cinematography Mm. is great the setting is great it's both beautiful and also sort of malign at the same time it has that sort of the fear of the unknown going on Mm -hmm. but it's it's the gift that keeps on giving for the first time viewer because you are if if you know nothing going into it, which i did not you are constantly saying to yourself what the fuck? What the fuck is going on?
2: What the fuck is that? <laughs> did did that guy just eat something? That's that's
0: human. And uh, the journey that the uh, and or sorry the protagonist takes, which was uh, I think and, and folks us here at the Real Films Podcast, uh, we do apologize for any pronunciation or uh, you know uh, we'll get an ethnic faux pas, but uh, I believe his name is Kwok Duwan, who plays Jianggu the uh, police sergeant the journey that he goes on in this movie is it's really a hell of a roller coaster wouldn't you guys agree it's a roller coaster oh yeah from start to finish
2: almost i'm learning that korean film does not pull punches and they don't give a shit if it's tragic or if it's you know they don't care
1: it from the very beginning you I don't know. You kind of get this feeling that he's not exactly real self-assertive. He kind of just goes along with doing his his job, his life. He's very much bossed around. And this is evident not only in his family life, his work life, and also encountering anybody that he comes across, you know, in the village itself. I mean, his mother-in-law bosses him around, tells him that he has to eat breakfast as he wakes up early in the beginning of the movie to go and investigate a uh, homicide that took place so she makes him stay eat breakfast late for work he gets yelled at for being late for work and even later on when our mysterious woman in white is like in you know creeping into the crime scene he's like you can't cross the crime scene tape and she just does it and she's like no it's okay it's okay and he just watches her and does nothing to stop her. Everything is everything is pushing him.
0: Yeah, and he's got, at the beginning of the film, he's got a very laissez-faire attitude towards just his job and the situation. Like, he shows up late, but he doesn't Excuses. really apologize. He's just sort of like, eh... Something came up, or eh, this came up, until it becomes personal. When he's no longer viewing this mm. through the the policeman's lens, when he's viewing it through the lens of a father, when it's affecting his daughter, and I think that's when the movie really starts to to shift gears.
1: Right, and I think for the sake of you know our listeners, since there is no trailer, you're not really going to get an exact you know kind of synopsis for a plot, but. The IMDB kind of summary gives you soon after a stranger arrives in a little village, a mysterious sickness starts spreading. A policeman drawn into the incident is forced to solve the mystery in order to save his daughter
0: in a world (laughs) with a policeman and a mysterious illness,
2: which is is sad that uh, it's a little misleading because. Well, I mean, spoiler alert, he doesn't save her. He doesn't he doesn't
1: save anyone.
2: Yeah, and i think that's that's kind of the harsh reality again that they don't pull punches they don't give a shit if it's not the like beautiful happy ending where like let's go home you know (laughs) that was was some crazy shit you know (laughs) no they they want it to to resonate oh yeah and
0: and be sort of indiscriminate and yes there is sort of a, a little bit of well, this is happening to him because of his his uh his indiscretion, his sin of lust with like the neighbor. But really I think it's just like the the fishing metaphor where this uh this demon or this evil spirit, you know, it's not really targeting specific people. It's more just casting out the line and, and, and that's, seeing what And that's even bites. said, yeah. Uh, and, and the director yeah. said that uh, you know, this movie came out of his experiences with having close friends and f- close friends and family members uh, you know, die or have terrible things happen to them that really nobody had any control over. And this is sort of like the cosmic random number generator where uh, mm. uh, you know the, the numbers are starting to come up and they, they're they're all attributed to the mysterious, foreigner and with him uh, the director
1: you know did say that this is a commentary on modern society for him where throughout the film all the people that are being kind of affected or infected really with this mysterious illness you notice that for every single person that is you know either killing someone or becoming the victim i mean everybody's a victim there's no there's no winners here in any way shape or form really uh you see all seven deadly sins throughout the film itself you have people it's it, and you you were right earlier when you said like it it is the mystery of the unknown because for this isolated mountainside village they don't have like plague kind of like outbreaks here you don't get like a random murder i mean even in the beginning the mother is like where are you going oh someone died who died oh it's the the ginger you know seller Oh, who killed him? Oh, we or who killed the wife. We don't know. And I, I love the, the mother in law. She's like, what kind of yeah. fucker kills somebody? And I noticed that with with Asian films, they they just like indiscreetly kind of throw out these random curse words like they they call someone, Ooh, you know, American fucker or like a bastard
2: or put, put like it right here. It's, it's, <laughs> it's
1: just it's so interesting to just watch the dialogue through subtitles. And that's another thing, folks, you're going to have to be reading subtitles throughout this entire film, which honestly, I don't think necessarily takes away any type of the experience. But you do you got to You got you to gotta focus on everything and even just like background details and all this. It's so good with everything that is being done.
0: So I, I'd like to jump in and say that, that one of the differences that I liked about this movie was, you know, in a typical Western horror movie, you know, if there was a a poltergeist or a demon or or something occult going on like at some point during the film you would they would find like the expert do you all mind hanging back you're jamming my frequencies like yeah this is what's going on this is what you need to do to solve it but uh in this case there's there's three points of view going on there is the uh the stranger uh, played by a great Japanese actor. His name is Jun uh, Kunamura. If you don't know who I'm talking about and you've seen Kill Bill, uh, then you would know Jun Kunamura as the uh, Yakuza boss who gets his head cut off for uh, refusing to bow to, uh, uh, was it uh, Akishi? Oren Akishi. Lucy Liu. They, we've got the 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 woman in white. The woman in white. And then uh, you have the, was it the shaman or the shaman? The shaman. And yeah. you don't know what the relationships are. And folks, some of these people may not be human. They may be spirits, but nobody gives a straight answer. Nobody has the right answer. The people that say that they can solve the problems of this uh, don't really. But there's so much conflict going on with that. Like mm. the the death hex ritual. Like what would have happened if that had been allowed to go to completion? There's no... Th- this movie can be summed up in... in Uh, one term, and that's freaky ambiguity. Mm. Uh, Where, you know, you can make your bets at the end of the day, but, you know, there's just so much going on. There's so much to unpack with this movie.
1: So many red herrings as well. Exactly. And right, right as you're saying, just so much ambiguity. You think one thing about the mysterious woman... And then you're led to believe one thing about the Japanese man. And then even for a moment, you feel you feel like downright compassion and empathy for him. And then suddenly you're back to being like, hold on a minute. And little, just so many little clues. If you start noticing back and forth, back and forth. And it's so, oh, you're right. Jack. It's just it's so much to unpack. I mean, let's first off the daughter played by Huan oh, yeah. He Kim. <laughs> who played, so good. Who? <laughs> yen she, fantastic. Her first movie, I, I do believe, she won an Drop actress for mic. like best new best new uh, star. I mean,
0: so so good. It's the, the range she, of her performance. It, oh gosh, she played forgetting. the the cute, perfect, sweet daughter, but oh. then was able to really get out some of that that sort of freaky, like spirit yeah. possession shit. You know, like the screaming at the dead. And, yes. Yeah. Uh, that that which, was impressive for for somebody of her age,
1: and and I love that you see this dynamic where again you have the the dad uh, Jungo who he is so submissive when he's so ashamed and he doesn't do his job. She shows up to the police station after he get he gets kind of attacked by these people whose house burned down, and he's just sitting there on the couch like ashamed, turning his back towards the door. The daughter shows up with a change of you know shirt and boxers and she's all like here and he's like okay well daddy's daddy's working you need to go she looks at the table you didn't even eat do you did you and he just says like please go away daddy needs to work and then she's like i see you and she does this little like
0: <laughs> doesn't she, <laughs> she fart though she, like she stay there she's like i, it was, I, I think know, either but... she
1: farts or like he farts i thought it was him which just like <laughs> adds more to his embarrassment and then she's all like Good night, officers, <laughs> and she leaves.
0: Well, I think it's shortly thereafter. There's the rainstorm. The main ter- main character, the uh, the sergeant, and one of his subordinates are sort of manning the front desk at the uh, police station. Lightning crashes, and it's the woman's the woman whose house burned down, who ended up hanging herself. Is it which is later on in the movie, but she's there, sort of naked and filthy at mm. the front door, and instead of like. You know, the typical, like, you know, Arnold Schwarzenegger or American, like, w- who is this interloper? We shall find <laughs> out. He's like, ah, they're you? like, there's there's they're freaked out. And the, <laughs> the superior, the sergeant, the main character is is then passing the buck to his port. Like, you go, you get out there. You, you, you go, go check it out. Like, don't be afraid. And, and, uh, it's just. Uh, I'm telling you, <laughs> asshole, go check that door. <laughs>
1: Why me? Cause I'm giving you an order.
0: <laughs> but it, it gives it lends sort of a real life flavor to this that you know there's this isn't your I think a good example would be like the conjuring movies where it's like, oh the here come the demonologists. They got a basement <laughs> full of demons, they're coming to save the day. And no, he's cowering behind the desk, sending his uh his his you know his footman out to, to see what the hell is going on. Right um, and
1: I mean, he's, I, th- I find him very relatable. The wife is a bit standoffish until like really you just have the scenes of her semi-questioning what he's doing when they're boinking in the car. Okay. I find them having sex in the car as she's like giving him alluring eyes as she's washing the clothes. I find that to be the funniest thing where the daughter's like, are we going to go
2: now? And he's like, what are you doing? Get away from the car. Get away from the car. <laughs> this was my first question. Question and this is my first like wait a minute what the fuck what for i mean where you you don't know the 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 jump rope speed of a film you're like wait who was was that was that someone that i was supposed to remember was that someone that they mm. showed earlier so right there is that his wife yeah so jack just thought it was the neighbor
1: no, no, no. I think Jack was referring to the other neighbor for the first uh, murder that was being investigated. Yeah,
2: he because definitely they said, wasn't
0: boycotting his wife in there. Uh, yeah. No, in, in the, the car?
2: car. That's what I'm saying. See, we, here's his our wife. first disconnect. That's his wife. That's not his wife.
1: That's, that is his wife.
0: Oh, then why do it in the car?
1: Because because they're going to be too noisy if they're anywhere near any of their, like, the, the rooms
0: and in on the property
2: and i'm sorry but well, i'm uh, sorry
0: if, if dances with wolves if they could get it on at a teepee <laughs> next to kevin Costner,
2: <laughs> you, <laughs> you just let that shit
1: fly i i don't know maybe it's just maybe it's south korean culture so i don't know I looked
2: in the imdb for any like you know like next door neighbor slut There's, or anything like that. There's nothing.
1: The next door neighbor is the old lady who gets stabbed. Yeah, as I well. feel like oh, that,
0: internet, that Google search could have gone awry there, Nathan. Like, <laughs> next door neighbor slut Korean.
1: backdoor door slut. <laughs> <Whoa. laughs> Laundry sluts five. They did mention that there was a crime of passion for the first murder that he's going to investigate. And he thinks he's just going to go investigate like the ginger seller's wife who had died. Now it goes Yeah. Ginseng. ginseng. Oh, you're right. Ginseng. I was like, red hair? Sorry. Uh, and well, I mean I, ginger I like don't. the root. <laughs> Shut up, red hair. Red herring? Oh. <laughs> we have soulless soulless children here <laughs> Buy your soulless oh. children. So when he goes to investigate the first murder, he finds out that it's not just one dead person, but two dead people and they said that he murdered it was the nephew who murdered them at one location and then took the body to uh, of the of the husband to the actual house where he then murdered the wife, and this is the whole thing where people get infected with the plague. Like they're covered in boils and rashes, and they it looks like they eventually become blind because they all have like milky white eyes.
0: Oh, when he dies in the hospital, oh and god, like the bone cracks the, out, his, his blood clavicle breaks, up, like oh, oh, oh,
1: blood just pours <laughs> out of the mask. Oh my gosh, I I mean even. Again, and I think this is to the point of, you know, jong Gu as a character. He's very relatable. Everything that he's responding to, I think, is completely rational. And even the way that he's responding, even with his freakouts, you know, where he is. And the bad dreams,
0: too. The bad
1: dream. I mean, him waking up screaming from the bad dreams. I've never kind of been a fan of people like waking up screaming. Uh, I've never really kind of. It's a bit much, I think. But, but
0: I think it, it fits for him. In this setting, I think it's, I, I think for him, apropos. It fits. Yeah, and it even is like his mom says at one point, like, I don't know what you've been doing. What sort of sins have brought that sort of <laughs> screaming to your yeah, dreams? Like, what did you do to get? But
2: there are <laughs> so many, such many bad dreams, nods, and kind of softball throws that the, I mean, you have the plagues of the boils and all the stuff that happens to the, the person you have the locus at the end that kind of just all these these weird little things. You're like, which did somebody just read the Bible and have like, uh, you know, two college courses of hermeneutics and they're like, Oh, like the Bible is some crazy stuff. Let's, uh, let's he who cast the first stone. There's a lot of little symbolism throughout. That's it's, but it's good. It's not it's not like thrown together and just no, kind of so like uh it's so like good. A microwave dinner where you're like, nah, eh, this is this part's cold and this is all burning hot. This doesn't work." Oh, <laughs> well,
0: and, and that's why I really love the character of the woman in white is like if if this was taking place, I don't know, 100, 200, 300 years ago in the past and you're a villager you're going to know all the people in your village, but this is a, a modern world, even though it's rural. So the introduction of her as a spirit, he just immediately Incredible. writes yeah. off. They both immediately write her off as just like like a wacko. And right, it's, it's literally a spirit like them. throwing rocks at them that I, that I love. And then there's the, uh, the, the juxtaposition between her and the stranger where she takes items and worn on the upper half oh. of the body. Uh, the barrette, uh the shawl, uh, and stuff like that, because she mm-hmm. is trying to protect the, the, the former owner from evil, whereas... The stranger is th- taking shoes and things from the lower half of the body yep. because he's using them to curse them. Yep. And and I almost think that the the dog. Where first of all, Nathan, that I was yeah. very angry that you you maybe watch a movie where uh, a dog is murdered. Uh, I got over it. I got over it. But still, you're like that was that was almost the worst part of the movie for me. But. Uh, with that said, that's almost like a uh, an illusion or an allegory yeah. to like Cerberus. Like he like this man has got the, you know, the beast guarding his home. Yeah. Uh, you know, there's there's so much allegory going on here that folks, if you look up, there are 30 and 45 minute videos on YouTube and, you know, five or six page papers written on the meanings behind all of the the shit in this movie.
1: Yeah, it's. Uh, I mean, like, like I said, with like all of the seven deadly sins being, you know, represented, you have different forms of even like, you know, the plagues of Egypt. And I wanted to make note of the locusts, which happened towards the end, and it's when the shaman is leaving town. He's getting the hell out of Dodge because he is freaked the fuck out, and all the all the bugs start hitting his car and start smacking into the windshield, and he's turning on the wipers and he's trying to, and he eventually has to like swerve and. He ducks out of the car and he's screaming, and he realizes like there is nothing there, and it hit me: this has to be the Japanese man, the stranger, calling upon yeah. these bugs to sit there and say, "Uh, hey, remember when you signed up
0: to be my assistant? Get your ass back here!" Or just that you, you're not going to yeah, run yeah, away. Yeah. <laughs> Can we hit the thing that bothers me most, or at Rides least your gears, it raises it. the most questions? Well, it <laughs> not cries my gears, but it it it. it it's almost a hole or an inconsistency, and maybe I haven't looked at it. More perspectives are always, always good. So there is the deleted scene, yes, uh, which I did watch uh, of the stranger at the bus stop, sort of cajoling the child, you know, with candy, and the mother does, you know, thankfully, uh, scoop up the child in time. But then the shaman. Uh, shows up and and picks him up, and also they did keep this in the original movie that the Shama was in possession of the photographs. Yes, that were in the stranger's yep. house in his one of his like. Little, he also had little his shuns. own. Yeah. Um, yeah, because they work in tandem. So yeah, yeah. So what? But what is that? And and if the deck death hex ritual had gone through, like that's. Do you guys see where I'm going with this? Like how? Where did? Where did their relationship? What was the the real purpose of it? Because it seems like with the death hex ritual, he almost killed the stranger. The shaman almost killed the stranger, but was stopped. But they're also seemingly in cahoots, or maybe there's like a you know, there's always two, uh, the one uh, you know, and one the, the master, and the, master <laughs> and the apprentice. Like I don't know if we're talking like some some weird demon sith lord shit going on but that that's the the one thing that i i haven't fully reconciled from this movie
1: so this is what i see it as i see it as the fact that the lady in white she is clearly and as you know ambiguously as it is kind of covered up she is the protector all right she is guarding all of these people and she is doing her best to do so the shaman Is almost like breaking down her barriers. But in order to make that happen, it's almost going to hurt the other person.
0: No policeman could kill me. (laughs) I'm no policeman.
1: (laughs) And so I don't know if. The the actual. So I, I think that the shamanistic ritual that the Japanese man is performing is not Meant for the girl. Well, but it was meant for
0: the dead guy.
1: It was meant for the dead guy, so it might just take it. It might take something out of him.
0: But what? It, a, but but I when think he's it's meant to, I think it's meant to throw like I the, think it's meant the, to the throw nails into the totem. The little girl's reacting, but also uh right. the th- shaman is reacting. But off. again, that could be misdirection.
1: I, I think. It's, I think it's misdirection because we need nails. When, uh, if you watch closely where he's, like, placing them, when he nails in one spot, it's the eye on the sh- on the totem, and she, like, is covering her eye. And so, I think it's meant to be as misdirection, and I, I think it- it's it's interesting because enough where the shaman himself, like, you know, well, you eventually find out what he is. And even the priest, or even the uh, uh, the Japanese
0: man, you, you find out what he is. Are you trying to say that uh, the stranger is evil? the fruits of devil he's very evil he's very very
1: evil he the the shaman eventually even tells him like oh he started off as human you know that's how it always is that's how it is with a demon that's going to come and like drink your blood even the priest at the church you know uh says that you know uh rumor has it he was like a very well established professor at you know a university So he could have become corrupted and possessed by the demon. And that could be reasons as to why, like, he wakes up with the blood covered his body. The demon has taken over and now it's no longer human. It's the demon always there. It's the demon feeding on the deer carcasses and, you know, drinking of the blood. And the shaman working hand in hand, because if you notice, they both wear the same like loincloth.
0: Yes, yes, they do. All Which right. they call a diaper. Yeah. But I feel like they, the, they should yeah. know what that is. But well, they call it a diaper there.
1: They call it a diaper based on that guy, that hunter who was up in the up in the mountains. He called it a diaper. And so they're going off of like his reference. Although, I mean, him. Gosh, the, the beginning scene with him before he when he first sees the demon when he's up the mountain and he falls down the mountain, I thought he was dead. I thought
2: he was immediately dead. Yeah, his face looks like kind of car. Well, I accident. mean,
1: it's it's not only just like rolling down the hill, but rolling down the hill, hitting a tree, being misdirected there, continuing to roll, and finally like smacking your head flat into a rock. And I'm like, good. How, how are you not dead? How are you like not like slowly dying? And it's when he leads them back up, and this is where it kind of like ties into the point of where it is questioning things like faith and, and believability because they're two completely different things in this village and in this movie. You have faith, which is like of uh, the young priest who is... Let me get his name. Who is played by uh yoon Kim and the character's name is Young Yi Sams. So you have this young, almost like an acolyte, like a, like a protege priest. He hasn't taken his vows yet and stuff. I so, yeah, oh, sure, sure. The hunter... When they take them up there and he says like, nope, nope, we're getting too close to the the, uh, Japanese man's house, I'm leaving. And he gets struck by lightning and he's taken to the hospital. It's so interesting to see the wife of this guy crying and and wailing uh, at the hospital bed saying like, oh, what's the point of like drinking all of these vitamins and herbs and these elixirs if you're going to be struck by lightning, what's the good of this? And even if he does survive, they're just going to say it was the vitamins and the elixirs. It's all it's it's a knock on faith. It's it's 100 percent a knock on faith. Like people can be, again, like 100 percent, you know, devoted and as good a Christian as they want to be. And like if something bad happens, it's almost like they question everything that they're supposed to be like devoted to. Like, how can this happen? I'm a good Christian. I pray every day. I, you know, I serve God. I do everything that's right for him. How can this happen to me? And then if if it's like an injury or like a life changing event or a a life threatening event and something goes right, they're like, oh, thank God. Like I kept my faith and I kept praying. So it's like it's a knock on it, but then almost like a commentary to say, so are you going to acknowledge what really happened or are you going to fall back on this faith, on this belief? Because you have like a Christian faith and you have belief, which also coincides with the ritualistic sense of the mountainside village, because both things are kind of contrasting with each other.
0: See, every time the priest came along, I just kept on hearing Sweeney Todd lyrics. <laughs> hey, he's a priest, just have a little priest, priest. so long as
1: it could least. I think it's funny how he, when, you know, the, the dad goes to the priest and he kept at, he's going in and he's asking for help. And the priest even says, like, the church can't help you right now. And I mean, what a what a way to be kind of like let down.
2: There's um, there's a weird part where, so the shaman, we know, kind of sets up. I think some like softball things, like, oh, like what's uh, what's over there in the uh, the soy sauce, or what's in that, that container? Oh, it's just soy sauce. Like, it's not. It's not. The... And he's like, oh no, bring it here, and he breaks and it. And dead bird. Like, oh, like. You see, like, I got this. It was this a really crazy one that we're going to need to bring in a lot of big stuff. Jack, to your point about kind of the, uh, I'd say, like, plot hole to it, it's not just the two of them technically working in tandem because he has, like, a whole, like, little, like, uh, entourage. Yeah, dip. like, a little, ha- a little entourage that, like, sets up and is like hey man like i just do the rigging for you know the uh the fucking the dead bull like you know i'm just (laughs) here. we're part of the band so they they're bum 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 doing all the the music for him and they're like oh dude you're 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 killing it on that drum oh dude you're doing real great like uh, this is my favorite
0: part of the whole ritual (laughs) you want to know where the most humor out of this entire movie came from was not the 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 death hex ritual but it was the original accurate, sort of exorcism, where it's just him and like uh, like a couple of uh, his like musicians, and the girl is just like sitting there on the carpet, like obviously hating every moment of it, and he's just fucking with her like he's got the two <laughs> the two knives and he just like walks up and he kind of like slaps her with a little bit Cling and throws her with a fire and then he gets ear, like the big branch and he's like oh you're having a tantrum he's like him. have some branch now blah 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 and she just like every time he hits her with the branch it just makes the tantrum go worse and worse which <laughs> i am i'm so guilty of where it's like oh you're having a good you're having a bad day, huh? Well, how <laughs> how can I make this worse? Here's a
2: branch. I'm going to slap poke you with the it. Bear. And, ah, poke ah. The bear. I honestly think that this shaman can do, like, legit spells because...
1: Because he's working well, with the know, devil. I think
2: that because he wouldn't become this renowned, you know, like, healer slash shaman if he was just going around killing everyone. So he does, I think, like, do good to, to make money, to, to kind of fund and keep going. So I think the first time he's like, but again, he builds... That,
0: that brings up a good point, too, I think Nathan. He, Go uh, ahead. Uh, finish,
2: finish your thought. I think he builds the momentum up of it. Like, maybe there's some times that he actually, like, you know, like, casts out a demon or is like, hey, bud, like, give me a win on this one so that way, you know, on the next big one, I'll... I'll really like you know we'll we'll clean up a whole village and so he gets to kind of do his song and dance in his beautiful dream coat and gets to do his little show song and dance collects ten thousand bucks whatever and then oh man it you didn't have faith or oh you stopped the ritual <laughs> you know I tried I tried man
0: got to do it again <laughs> but but that was my first tip off that the shaman was not. Good, or at least clothing? entirely good. What? No, 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 no. The no, money. Is like, that's accurate. He's all the money. Like, it's like I yes. I will. I will. No, I know. That's accurate. I will clothing for the take Care this evil for you. You just simply need uh, ten thousand dollars. Can you do that? Like, if somebody is really in a bad way, like you don't. I don't know. It's There'll sort of like healthcare. Like, will will you? You need this operation, and I can perform it. Well, great. Can we can we schedule this? Yes, yes. $10,000, please.
1: Well, I mean, and he you're right. He does build it up to them oh, as well, because he asked me, he said, shaman like... only
2: in your what village you... that can perform the ritual? <laughs> oh, God! Oh, oh, <laughs> we're the only cable oh, providers? Because oh, he, after no. he learned...
1: After he looks over the girl. Uh, I guess
0: I'll have to take my (laughs) ringy bells and incense elsewhere. Carry out the dead birds. (laughs) We'll be leaving.
1: After he looks at the dead girl, or after he looks at the girl, and, you know, gives her the once over, he says, like, this is the strongest evil I've ever seen. And just think, like, how many times he's played that card. And then he, of course, looks at the dad and tells him, like, who have you wronged? You've wronged someone. Like, you brought this upon your family. They and mostly come good,
0: at night. Night. Mostly. mostly.
1: So, I mean, he puts it upon the dad who is going to be the financial person to make the decision in the family. So when he puts it upon him and he says, like, oh, this is your fault because you've angered the Japanese foreigner. OK, well, it's going to be 10 grand. Can you do that? Yeah, I can do that. Cool. Uh, just to make sure that this goes smoothly, you can't have sex, you can't drink, and you can't be overeating until the c- ceremony is over. Because if you do, you know, we're all fucked. And, you know, frankly, your daughter is probably going to die. So, I mean, again, it's all put upon him. It's It's a dog and pony show to completely deviate them from the truth, despite the fact that, like, the ceremony being accurate and, you know, very real. I think it is, like, in tandem with the Japanese foreigner because... The Japanese foreigner, as the director said, like, you know, uh, and even the priest had said, he's just fishing. He's fishing. He doesn't know what he's going to get. He doesn't know who's going to take the bait. And this is why some of the rituals are spread out throughout the village. If you notice, like one of the other villages where the entire family was dead, two or three women were thrown down the well. There's remnants of another shaman ritual like left over. So
2: when when the dad goes the second time and like. Busts up his his kills the dog, busts up the establishment. And he's just like, dude, like fuck you. I think that's when the Japanese man is semi in a state where he because the like the home base is kind of disrupted. That's why he's able to go. Oh crap! I can get out of this if I do this ritual and get the and get the devil out of me and into. There's this dead body, I can just get it into him, and then I'm good. And so that's why when he's, like, running away from them... Or maybe it's more like a Hulkrux or something. Okay, or...
1: I thought he was maybe trying to, like, possibly maybe, like, loosen the grip of the devil if he, like, repents, you know what I mean? Almost like trying to give life back to the or, guy whom he cursed.
2: No, I thought that he was, like, pulling it out of him and putting it into this, like, yeah, this dead person that... And so that's why he's, like, trying to run away, and he's like, hey, like, he's, like, sc- he's scared. He's not this.
0: Yeah, but I think that that's more, like, survival instinct. Like, he knows they're onto us, and that's where the sergeant made the the biggest mistake of the movie, is when they found the fucked up, you the know, pictures and stuff. G- the goat's altar with the hanging brambles. Like, that's obviously, like, that's not good, like nobody is making that in their home for a good harvest or <laughs> the bees get more honey. Chill. <laughs> and then when the, the partner or the supported finds the closet full of oh pictures and fucking the sergeant's daughter's shoe, like they that is when they needed to fucking haul his ass in, but they didn't. They were just scared little bitches and then ran away. And then came back you know a day or two later, and of course he destroyed the evidence. he got rid of the evidence yeah. uh and that's I think that's the one plot point of this movie. It's like you had him, you may not have had him on all these murders, but you certainly can make it publicly known that this guy is not up to good, yeah, but that that is I think that's the biggest issue I have with this movie. And that's that's probably also like some you know trial of courage, trial of faith. There's so much fucking allegory, but
2: well, that I, uh, that brings me to the last thing that I think we should talk about before we jump into segments, which is the um, uh, the denying of Christ uh, analogy of the when the rooster crows rooster three crows. times, like you will deny me three times. To- it's like this this is where it gets like a little almost beat your head over it uh, religious. Part was like, oh, yeah, they're really going hard with the whole Christianity aspect of this woman is good. And that's your real tip of the cap of, no, 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 no. she's good. She's saying all you have to do is trust in me and wait. Just be patient and believe. Trust me and it'll be fine. And he's, oh, don't. No, don't. (laughs) Don't. Follow the river. Ignore the bird. <laughs> it, it, the shaman's like, no. <laughs> don't, don't listen to her. She'll she'll try and tempt you into something. So definitely go home. Definitely get, get to... You know, he's already there, probably. It's because it, had he just waited, kind of like Saw 2, had he just sat there and played the game, mm. everything would have been fine. I mean, or at least he probably would have got his daughter back. She may have still murdered... Because the timing of that, you don't know if if she already kills the mom and the grandma, or
0: uh, maybe the trap was meant for her yeah. leaving rather than and But she seemed like entering. she was
2: just like fine, chilling there. Because after she gets done, she's just like on the porch, just exhausted. And when she's eating... well, she's
1: just like the the guy in the first uh, the first murder scene. Yeah, you know, he's just kind of like slumped up against the uh, the post, and he's not moving. He's just kind of like barely breathing yeah, everything's taken full, full swing. Before we get into segments, I want to comment on my favorite scene in this entire film. And it's when the priest shows back up at the house late at night. And as he's walking up to the like the property line, the gateway, he starts getting that bloody nose and it just it starts going and going and going. And then out of a shadowy like shed, you know, the lady in white is like, what are you doing here? You should leave.
0: Oh, the shaman. The shaman.
1: Oh, wait, I say priest. Sorry. Yeah. Well, it's not just that's a bloody nose. nose. It's in, my,
2: okay. in, man starts, like, in
1: my brain, it's like entertain, interchangeable. Sorry. Yeah. But when, yeah, when the shaman, yeah, when the shaman shows back up, starts getting the bloody nose and it won't stop. She almost like warns him. And that's again, you, makes you think that she is evil at that point. But really, she's just standing guard and protecting. And she's like, you should leave. And it's just blood, blood, vomit, vomit, vomit with blood. <laughs>
0: Uh, the remarkable part about that scene was uh, one of my favorite scenes from Team America: yes. World Police <laughs> is when Chuck. the guy goes outside and he's just vomiting, <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes dicks also <laughs> fuck ass- assholes. <laughs> Jack and he's just vomiting outside uncontrollably. That's the most real life yes. version of that, where it's like, oh, it's a little, sp- oh, 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 he's really, oh, hey, oh, he's, going? oh, it, he's still, right. oh, that's a lot of liquid, oh. Oh, is that blood? With, like, Holy and shit!
2: It's splattering. It's coming out. Just yeah.
1: <laughs> and I
0: think that's
1: one of the things about this movie, like it's shot so well, it's crisp. It looks like it's there. Even that scene where he's, you know, the nose bleeding and the vomiting, it it looks real. And for it to be almost like a curse or like a spell effect, she's like forcing it from his body, which is making him like you know, hu- like hunch over in pain. Which is also the moment that he gets scared shitless and tries to leave town.
2: Right, real quick, last scene before, before, then we'll jump into segments. The devil in his true form is the thing of, is like Nightmare Fuel 101. That is some intense makeup and acting where he's just all creepily taking the pictures, stealing the souls.
1: Oh, he's, he's enjoying himself. Are you kidding me? And He's loving, loving
2: it. it. He's like, "Oh, you think I'm a, you think you, you get to decide or, or you let me leave Oh <laughs> big old priest with the big drop <laughs> balls no, that's that's terrifying and I think that really solidifies it for me of the like when you get to see the bad guy in mm. in anything I mean everything maybe maybe not signs. I think signs was kind of a wait. You're showing me what the bad guy looks like. Uh, That's what ruined know. the movie for me. But a lot of times, when you when you get to see the evil, and you're like, that evil is fucking terrible. <laughs> uh, the Conjuring, like any time they like really get to like, oh, when they actually close, finally
1: showed Bathsheba,
2: you're like, oh, oh yeah, uh, you're like, uh, oh god, uh. Silent Hill, you're like, uh uh-uh, uh uh uh, this is, <laughs> you guys are not strong enough for this. Whatever this is, you're you're done. Get out, run. yeah so anyways i really enjoyed that part even though it's it's not it's it's towards the end but man oh man caps it off well oh yeah very much so well
0: there's not only that but every time that uh he had gone like demon mode earlier in the movie you know when he's eating like the the raw carcasses and such like he's got the glowing eyes and it was just sort of a little bit of foreshadowing Mm -hmm. Uh but you with this movie, like you don't know what's up from down for the vast majority of it. So when it's finally revealed at the end, God bless him, that was uh that was well done. Oh,
1: and it's so heartbreaking with him the you know, our protagonist, Jung Guo, just like whispering like, It's okay, daddy'll make it right, daddy'll make it like it's all gonna be okay. And you're like, oh, you're you're slowly dying, and your so daughter is you. your daughter's done.
2: What segments? Jeez. Segment. 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 Um, those late night demon munchies <laughs> <laughs> little demon hojin feels the need to power down anything and everything in the fridge just like a little carbolo before the next Arya stark moment let's face it this demon can eat when you are possessed on a sunday afternoon for a day of football or a D sesh what do you force feed your inner demon for the only reason that it sounds delicious? Jack, your hot artichoke dip is off the table. The hot dip. The hot Drew, dip. your queso. We, we don't need to talk about those. We already know that those would be devoured by my inner demon, so we're going to skip those. <laughs> what would you guys demolish?
0: Uh, I'll go first on this. If uh, so, uh, folks at home, uh, my wife and I refer to something food as being slutty mm. if it's fast and easy. Mm. Uh, so if <laughs> like if I come or... home from work on a on a Friday evening and I went to the grocery store beforehand, and she pulls out, uh, you know, a box of velveeta shells and cheese or a box of uh, white castle jalapeno cheese sliders oh. she'll just level me with a gaze and call me a slut <laughs> uh so yeah, uh, if we're talking <laughs> slutty then a a greasy sack of wiener schnitzel chili cheese dogs oh. like when we were having our floor redone here i brought wiener schnitzel home for dinner and my wife got like two of like their more sh- like specialty dogs and I got a sack of of chili cheese dogs and I chump chump jazz handed <laughs> those like it was five and there are none now in the amount of time it took her to get through two of those I was just like unwrap insert unwrap insert and we're done and I feel horrible about myself <laughs> Or also, I've gone to town. Do you guys have, have seen the text messages where, folks, I, I got out a bamboo, like the round steamers, mm. and I steamed white castles? Mm. Like, that takes some... Like, that's that's Next that's not level. your average bear right there. Uh, so those are the real slut balls right there. Uh, if I was doing homemade, I could make sliders, uh, just come out of the oven and go on my belly. Or not? Did I say slider? Strambuli. Uh, and then uh, my mom has an appetizer that she likes to do. They're called hanky pankies, and it's breakfast sausage, like bulk breakfast sausage, browned and then mixed with a cheese sauce, and then let that cool a little bit, and then you get some either a little f- French bread slices or um, some little rye bread Go on. slices and you put a big <laughs> spoonful of that sausage and cheese mixture on it, and then you can dress it with whatever you want. You want to put some chives on there or some diced jalapenos, and you throw that in the oven and let it get crisp. Yes. Like, I could eat a whole baking sheet of those. So those would be my choices right there. Oh,
1: if If it's going to be purely for the sake of because it sounds good, I, I also kind of like went with Jack's way where it, it it's a little bit divided and a little bit uh, divided in effort as well. If it's purely based on if it sounds good and I'm sitting down playing like a D&D game, I might lose track because there can be so many so frequently. And that can either be little uh, pizza bagel bites Toti- or to- like the um, yes. almost like Tostina pizza rolls And they're just they're just got just, you know, a plate of Tocina pizza rolls and bagel bites, a a a saucer of ranch for the side of dipping. I'm not going to be happy tummy wise later, but uh, those those would definitely hit the spot. If it's going to be something where I'm going out and I would, you know, make myself go through like a drive through. It's it's going to be hitting up uh, a Taco Bell. Now, this (laughs) this does not go on. on. Jack, Jack always texts us. and He's like, I'm going to get some Taco Bell. We're like, oh, is is Anna gone to sleep for the night or. (laughs)
0: Uh, My wife refers to my Taco Bell orders as a Mary Poppins bag, because if you recall from Mary Poppins, like it's a bag, but she pulls like a hat stand and an umbrella like like there's just it's like a bag of holding like there's there could be three or four things in there or a dozen and uh it's all going in my face
1: and it's just like an assortment of things just like that you know Mm. oh are those like some gorditas okay are those some spicy potato soft tacos a
0: seven layer burrito
1: okay get in get in my face
0: seven's too much but if you say so taco (laughs) (laughs) bell
1: now if i'm gonna go for something like a legitimate place it was a toss-up between like Mountain Mike's, like oh, a triple pepperoni pizza. That's a lot where, of Where
0: uh, I mean, the the fact where the sounds like triple heartburn pizza to me. But go oh, on. Man. Go
1: I mean, on. like the 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 pepperoni baked so crispy, and there's like still little like you know little little essence of grease just kind of pooling in them. But we I call mean, I've those reflecting pizza.
0: pools. What will I <laughs> see? <laughs> but I'm gonna go <laughs> with Jersey Mike's. And I'm gonna get a
1: giant. <laughs> I'm gonna get a a, a giant a uh, club sandwich with jalapenos cherry relish uh mustard mayo and bacon and that will be something where you know done jersey mike's ways the oil the vinegar just something that would just satisfy me for the entire day and hopefully not actually like you know mess with my stomach too much but that's that is something where i can just very very much be uh pleasured in uh in eating a giant sandwich i'm hungry
2: now and I just ate. So,
0: come on, Nathan. <laughs> my
2: sweet tooth tends to point west to s'mores land. Anything s'moresy, be it ice cream that's s'mores flavored, there's these like little, I think they're like tuxedos where they're like these chocolate covered marshmallow and graham cracker bullshit little things that are so delectable. And,. Much like Drew, I lose count, and will oh, oh what have I done? The, the box is gone. What fin happened minutes, to the bag? I can there, go there through was, there was a, bag? a box or two, <laughs> and not even like break a sweat. I will just maul them. Blank. So I have
0: to. <laughs> it's like I don't even get and out of bed till I've had a box and, and a half of Fitbit
2: because they just they're. And you can like grab a kind of a stack of them, and they lend to grabbing each other. They're like, "Oh no, 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 no! I'll go with my buddies, <laughs> five or six, no big deal." Because the chocolate the, the chocolate, the chocolate sticks to it. like a clip. I'm empty here. Make them count. Yeah, like that's <laughs> that's my snack attack. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like
0: Nathan eating thin, thin mints needs to have Mario picking up gold coins. <laughs> Speaking of Mario, you all see that Chris Pratt is going to be voicing Mario. I think it's going to do well. I think we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. I could care one way or the other.
2: So Jack and the Box tacos are so shitty, but yet, but they're so good. I don't even know why. Like there'll be times I'll be making my order and I'll say and four Jack tacos, and Brooke will be like. I'm sorry. What <laughs> you just ordered a meal, and I'm like, are you going to eat all four? I'm like, I don't know. I just. Feel... Yeah, but but the, I the feel like I upper need
0: them, edge of and the points of the taco are are so nice and crispy. But there's oh, like yeah, the right? like the tender underbelly. <laughs> I That's ready it, to
2: like. We're philosophizing
0: over Jack the Box talks, tacos right now, and they always ask like, "Do you want any sauce?" I'm like, "No, I'll take it straight up."
2: <laughs> and last but not least is pretty much any time there are, and thank God that people don't bring this to like events and stuff like that. But carne asada fries are mm. just so bullshit. You mean
0: Mexican poutine?
2: There, there sh- you should not have carne asada with. Melted cheese on fries. It's this is the marriage of the shaman and the, and the devil, just living in <laughs> harmony, and they are just working together to destroy my liver and my stomach. But it's so good. So that's what my I
0: feel like. You were just you were just Gandalf there talking about the two towers
2: <laughs> In a tongue of fries. The fires a mortar.
0: War is upon you.
2: Oh, alright. Segment number two. Before you cast that spell, Circle of Protection Blue, motherfucker. Ah, yes. For the dance, I need to slap you with sticks and clang knives by your head and spit some blood on swords. The shaman knows how to put on a show and go to work. Your gaming rig is under attack from viruses. Not solvable by the best of geek squads. It's time to hear how you would do a ritual to protect your rig. Now we need the name. We need some ingredients. We need to uh, take me through it, Drew. How do you protect your system? Yes. All right.
1: So I need new copies because they have to be fresh copies for the sacrifice. All right. These fresh copies of these games have to be sacrificed, and in order to protect my current games and my current save data, because I can't lose anything. I can't do it. So I need fresh copies of Fallout 3. Call of Duty Modern Warfare 3. (laughs) And Overwatch. So those mainly being because those are uh, the games that I spent probably most of my time playing on my PS3 and my PS4. So those would be ritually sacrificed in order to protect the gaming system. We would have the music itself would be the techno version of Sandstorm, which I uh, played a lot when, when I would uh, stream Modern Warfare 3 in order to, uh, you know, play online. And um, it would probably transition to I Don't Want to Set the World on Fire by the inkblots. Okay. The, uh, the name of the sacrifice would be uh, Burn CD Burn in order to, you know, make a play on Burn Baby Burn. So we would we would have that the the actual actions would not necessarily be the clanging of blades in order to, you know, dance around or anything. It would more so be the physical kind of like representation of getting frustrated at the game and like acting like you're going to throw the controller. <laughs> also, a little bit of these where you're, you know, you got to jump. I had a best friend in, the in
2: elementary school that anytime we play Mario would jump with the controller. And I was like. Put your fucking hands down. It doesn't work like that. <laughs> it does nothing. It does the jumps nothing. Do nothing Something Irish <laughs> The jump stopping.
1: <do> <laughs> so those would be my uh, that'd be my that be my ritual. Uh, and it would it would always, you know, end with asking whether or not you want to save. And then you uh, would turn yeah. it off.
2: Well um, my name of the ritual for my computer rig that sits uh, in front of me is called the No Sleep Control-Alt-Delete. And uh, the ingredients and components I would need is 24 hours... It requires a 24-hour gaming marathon uh, with no sleep. Uh, if I sleep, the the ritual is, is broken and I must restart the ritual. Uh, Cheeto dust must be covered on each... Like, filled in with each one of the headphones and I must be playing with Cheeto dust <laughs> in this. Every three hours, I will have to take my mouse, swing it up over my head, and scream, "More dots, more dots!" <laughs> the music that we'll be playing for the uh, soundtrack is just the Matrix sound, the Matrix soundtrack on repeat. And there's no animal sacrifice, but I must delete my most recent save and have faith that my autosave has been updated. As recently as possible. Mm. So that is my like my sacrifice is that I'm gonna delete my save and trust Lord Jesus Christ Almighty that I, that save is good. So yeah. That's my uh Okay. I'm sure those two those two hold that those two sentences really contradict each other a lot. Jesus is like, Nathan, you just did a <laughs> ritual <laughs> and then you use my name, these don't go together. It's a square peg, round hole. Uh-uh. Does it work? (laughs) Uh,
0: So uh, my real life issue is uh, about once a week or at least two times a month. There's a a group of guys. They're both brothers, uh, John and Dan. Uh, One is in New York, one's in Florida. And we meet up on uh, old Xbox Live uh, for a night of co-op gaming and there have been several times in the past couple of years where on a friday night there's a glitch that happens where it's not showing that anybody's online it almost shows like there's no you've got no friends online but you everyone is online and you can't get into a party therefore you can't play And it's a known issue, but every time it happens, it's like you've been waiting. Like you were, like you, you, you suss this out on Wednesday. It's like, hey, Friday night, you wanna you play some Borderlands? You're like, yeah, let's do that. And then it comes time to party up, and you can't get in a fucking party. So uh, we usually when this happens, uh, I'm going to need uh, a silk kimono. And uh, a song uh, called "Goodbye Horses" by Q Lazarus. <laughs> While this is going on, uh, <laughs> I've got I've got the uh, the silk kimono on. I've got uh, absolutely no clothes on, oh and uh, I've got the controller tucked back oh my between God. my knees,
2: <laughs> almost like a,
0: like like a mermaid, and I'm just doing like a what the fuck to uh, Xbox and Xbox Live. Uh, and the only thing sacrificed during this whole occasion uh, folks uh, is my dignity.
2: Would you play me? I'd play, I play me. me so I'd play the
0: fuck out of me. Uh, so that's uh, the would you fuck me ritual because uh, anytime you're over like too excited to play video games, All right. that shit happens.
2: Alright, segment number three in the last yeah. one. Behind door number two. When Zhang gu and Osung-bak look inside the old J- Japanese man's house, two rooms are found with candles and horrific sights. Have you ever gone ghost hunting, creep passing, or straight up seen some scary shit that has come out at you? So your ghost stories.
0: I well, I'll I'll take okay. the first one. So I've got a good one and a bad one. Uh the bad one's not so bad, but there there was a a road out sort of in the countryside rural Ohio it was called Cook Road and uh, legend had it Ooh. that uh, if you drove all the way down towards the end where there was a roundabout in front of a large sort of rundown house there was like some like demon worshiper KKK folks that that lived there and uh, if you went up and went through the roundabout, uh, they would see you and like block the road, and you may not be be able to get out. That 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 was all a bunch of hullabaloo. Uh, but uh, everybody in my high school did it at some point. Sorry to the poor old people that probably lived there. Uh, so that that was the bad one. Uh, the good one, like I've never had any like like oh oh so spooky, like supernatural experiences. Um. The closest I could get was uh, freshman year in college. The University of Dayton backs up to the the largest and most historic uh, graveyard in Dayton, Ohio. It's where the Wright brothers are buried and, uh, you know, like the founders of, uh, I think, uh, NCR. But we would go back there. We'd call it Waking the Dead. Uh, but it was just a bunch of college kids running around the graveyard with way too much weed and time on their hands. Uh, so nothing spooky ever happened. It could have been spooky, but we are so high that we really didn't care. We just thought we were kings of the world. Uh, but the real story, the one that, that I have no explanation for, but I know for a fact happened, is one time we were up in Cleveland, Ohio, at my grandparents' house on my mom's side. And I got sick on the way up. Like Came down with a fever sick as a dog and they like i remember my grandma made uh chicken noodle soup but it was on my mom's side so uh that grandmother didn't really know her way too much around the kitchen so it was like is this the one that
2: uh of of chicken noodle soup was it the dough that you told us a story about, where she's like, "Oh, it's like the secret," or like, "Oh, I made that dough that you, that bread." Oh, okay. No,
0: no, 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 no. I just remember, like, shout out to that deep, lucidly vomiting up chicken noodle soup into a sink, <laughs> and everyone was getting ready to go to church, and I was, and so they left my grandpa behind, who he just stayed out in the living room and read the paper, and I was just asleep, like with a fever. And this, the, you know, the hot and cold and uh, and all that stuff. So at some point while I was sleeping, I'd kicked all the covers off and I remember waking up freezing and somebody brought all the covers back up over me, up to my neck and sort of tucked me in on the one side. And so I remember remarking to my mom, like, you know, thanks for whoever did that. I was freezing. And they're like nobody was home. We were all at church. I was like, oh, it's probably Grandpa. And he's like, no, Grandpa was like working on his car out in the garage. And the room I was sleeping in was my great grandmother's, who I'd never met. It was my my uh, my great grandfather's mother, uh, and she died in that room. So the the common story is that uh, that Grandma Costello, uh, you know, tucked me in and made me comfortable that night because nobody would. Would fess up to coming in and pulling those sheets up? Yet I remember, like, that happened because uh, I remember kicking them off mm-hmm. and just being like in a pool of sweat, freezing my ass off. So that's the closest thing I can get to supernatural. Yeah, and it's a I'll good thing. Take it. It's it's not scary. So no, it's it, yeah. sort of like a, like a nice like. Oh, that's nice. Okay, thank you, Grandma <laughs> Costello.
2: I have not had a lot of uh, crazy experiences either. Um, however as most kids going to abandoned homes and such are you know a given there was a a ranger building that was abandoned a long time ago and so uh, it's kind of up a dirt road upriver, and we uh, you know bunch of us raft guides thought "Eh, it'd be pretty cool you know to go up there and like check it out pretty late at night and there's like six or seven of us so like you know strength in numbers obviously not going up there by myself and we're all kind of walking through the house and uh, you know everyone's got their their phones out and using the the flashlights on them and trying to scare each other Ooh, i gotcha and i don't know if someone uh, like you know when like a sound happens and you can hear it above you but it's probably something that happened Like you moved something But just the acoustics or whatever Well that's We were up on the second floor uh, Which already I was uncomfortable with that Because I just felt like Well if there is some crazy stuff that happens
1: I, uh, We're stuck here <laughs> There's stairs
2: we have to go down there, There's accidents to be had And we're in kind of like what would be Like the dorm part of the, this building Like this like loft Of uh, this A-frame Ranger outpost and we just hear the loudest creaking above us. And there's not really anything to it above us. But it just was enough to be like, all right, we need to leave. We need to leave. And when one person making, everyone starts panicking. Like, go, 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 go. Get out. Get the fuck out. And so everyone's screaming. <laughs> and someone, you know, I think I saw something. And so everyone starts running out. We hightail it out of there. Like the little, hey, we should go out and kind of do these like ghost hunting experiences. That I was like, yeah, I'm done with that. It was, I probably didn't explain it very well. It was very anticlimactic. I I get it. But something that. Oh, go ahead, Jack.
0: No, no, no. It's just one of those things where it, with with a group of, <laughs> group of friends, especially guys, I think, it's like, that yeah, was uh, great. It's pretty fun. Yeah, Let's never cool, do that cool, again. Cool.
2: <laughs> it was probably just, you had to be there. But I do remember being pretty young, and uh, at my grandmother's house, there is a part of the ceiling that looks like, kind of like ribbons uh, is the best way I can uh, describe it. And they kind of run all parallel on the ceiling of the guest bedroom. And when I was young, if I stared at it, it would optical illusion look like it was moving. And of course, my brain added one layer to it and thought that there was a creepy person pulling them. And so they were, like, moving. And I would just start <laughs> praying. Like, because I was a little Christian Christian boy. And, like, Jesus, defend me. Defend me. I don't know if Jesus is defending me. And so I'd run out of the room. Like, I give up on my faith. Like, I can't. Handle. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus has abandoned me. Help! Help! <laughs>
0: Jesus you take the wheel
1: Because I'm out of here
0: I'm looking at you <laughs> uh,
2: But I would run out And I'd run to my dad's room And I was like I can't sleep in That guest room At grandma's house I can't do it and he's like What are you ta- Why? And I'm like Well because There's definitely Someone moving something And I remember I told Paul this Because the g- 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 And Paul was like Nathan They do move Like an asshole brother I'm like what <laughs> and he's like yeah like and do you want i'll go away with you tomorrow night and i was like oh no no, no 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 no! i don't need you to point it out but uh he's like anytime you ever want me to point it out i'll show you they do they move they move so
0: from like the air
2: current well no i think he's just messing with them. but
0: is your, your brother's just like don't have a hope for his forsaken <laughs> No, I think lands. Paul was
2: just messing with me. But later Jeez. on, I actually went back and, and saw and it's it's a part of the like the material. It It is kind of like, ugh, like wavy. Uh, the actual material. So it when the air conditioner is on, it just gives an, a little ripple that looks like the whole thing is being like strung along. Yeah, wasn't supernatural, but scared the hell out of me. Drew, go for it. All
1: right. So I used to I used to house it for some friends, and they always had me stay in you know one of the older brother's bedroom who had moved out you know a while back, and you know he was off at college, so they used it as like a guest room. And I I always felt something so odd about that particular room, and it was mainly coming from the closet. And I I would hear things like at night. Like someone walking out in the kitchen, a door would be opened. And it was just it was super unsettling. And of course, it's just like, let's just pull. Let's just pull these covers up a little higher.
2: Hamlam let's, <laughs> let's
1: stay here. Safe in. The- <laughs> <Hum-lum shabai.
2: laughs> oh,
1: Jesus. And so later I find out that when they purchased the home, They were, you know, remodeling it and, you know, putting up some paint and stuff. And they were taking down this wallpaper that was inside of the closet in that bedroom, only to find poetry and some small holes in the wall. And the poetry, though dark and grim, also written in blood. And apparently the previous owner's son suffered from some very dark, Mental illnesses, and uh, offed himself in that closet. So uh, <laughs> that was revealed to me later on, and uh, yeah, made perfect sense for what I was hearing and uh, feeling. Justified, was there. and uh, just uh, just a bit unsettling, a little bit. And I'm thinking, like, good God, if you're going to sell the house, don't just like slap That's up wallpaper. Flip, like,
2: That's a clean true flip. The closet. <laughs>
1: Jeez, Louise!
0: Simauna. So I mean that. (laughs) Long as it dwelt on the tombs of my forebears, now it (laughs) dwells on the tomb of my true. God. (laughs) So I mean that's
1: that's one you know kind of like dark kind of ghost story that I have. Another is uh, it's it's a little more you know heartfelt. Uh, So when I used to be on the board of directors at uh, Bakersfield Community Theater. There was a man in the past who was an avid actor and a very big part of the theater community. And he was part of the Rocky Horror Show when they actually did the actual stage musical there. And he played Frankenfurter. Well, unfortunately, he had a heart attack and he died and he never got to finish the run of the show. And a theater is a place where, I mean, you put so much of your life into it. You put so much energy, good, bad, literally blood, sweat and tears goes into any show and the, and the theater itself. Oftentimes, because we had a picture of him hanging up on our wall and people would often ask like, oh, who's that? And we would tell, you know, his story and we would say, oh, and he was, you know, before he died, he was part of the Rocky Horror Picture Show and he played Frankenfurter. Like eight out of the ten times when we shared that story, whenever we said Frankenfurter and it was not only in the up box office, but it was also on stage, the lights would flicker. Blue <laughs> and so we would always Just kind of like smile
2: and nod and we're like we
1: know We know
2: We're doing a show here do you mind Did you guys ever do like Bloody Mary Or like Lad is a feather Oh the yeah board? Yep.
0: Yeah but I never really put much stock in it
2: I still to this day have never touched a Ouija board
0: And never will I don't think I've touched a Ouija board either
2: I think I have I'm not 100 sure I just don't see sure, the point of Having a cell I'm phone, d- d- to d- talk d- to d- demons. D- d- like honestly, like honestly, like, honestly,
0: like today's Ouija boards. Like if it was some like like nefarious looking Ouija it, board, but mil- it says "fucking Hasbro." They sell it in a I toy aisle. That Seriously, yeah. But at the same, is it a time- you know, Build Bradley Hasbro? Like, like uh, from the
2: people who brought you? You can <laughs> play Battleship or you can talk He's to demons. the devil. <laughs> totally up to you. Totally up to you. <laughs> Parent
0: discretion advised.
2: Definitely don't feel like i should uh, knock on that door yeah <laughs> anyways back to the wailing guys what would you rate this film so i would rate this movie a cool
0: all right so folks my my big takeaway on this is uh, the first time you watch it is kind of blown away i think uh if we haven't ruined it for you already if you've never seen it but if Even if we have, please go watch it. Because there's so much what the fuck going on in this movie that the first time is really the best time. This isn't the kind of movie that you're going to, like, you can, you could watch again and dissect it. Certainly we did. But the initial view is really all for the glory. Uh, so with that in mind, I would give this uh, 850 out of a thousand times the Jong-goo shouts, Huyin! <laughs> So true.
1: I would give this 9 out of 10 crows that I spotted in the film, 5 of which are feeding on that dog while it is still alive.
0: Ugh. And why me It's he whimpering. He
1: because it's being it's being
0: eaten alive why need a whippery like put the dog out of its misery i don't care if it's a devil dog
1: this it's a it's a a great film honestly and yeah i mean i don't think it's something that you're gonna like jack said like immediately go back and revisit every single time it is a dedication to do so because it is a two and a half hour movie
0: but uh, for a first watch well, well, worth it, and I think true. That's why I, I don't give it a full like nine out of ten. I gave it more of like eight and a half out of ten, is because it is a ponderous watch. This is two and a half hours long, and I I remember for the first time watching it, like you know, some shit goes down. I was like, oh, they're gonna wrap it up now. And Then you like hit the pause the, button. <laughs> the pause button it goes you're Like, oh no. We're not, We're not, not even, even halfway, halfway through. through the movie oh okay all right well, let's buckle up let's buckle up we right. got a and, lot to and go. I think that was a bit so, more the appreciation
1: that I had because the first time watching it it's it's the first time watching it and you're like holy crap that's amazing and then watching it a second time which was the first viewing for this episode I was like all right let's get let's get through this I, I remember how long this is let's uh it's it's so great but let's get through this and then last night as I was kind of texting you guys I was like it's so crisp. Like I started noticing a little more, little details, just uh, just I think appreciating it uh, more and more and more.
0: It's sort of like uh, John Cleese from uh, uh, the 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 meaning of life as the uh, the waiter. It's like it just, but but just another. It's just, <laughs> it's but a, sir, just it's, it's waffle thing. <laughs> and so, at a certain point, I was like, I'm just waiting for this movie to be over. But it's still it's it's fantastic. It's standout. It's worth all the accolades and the ratings and the Rotten Tomato scores. Uh, I, I do agree with that,
2: Nathan. This movie gets a very delicate 8.5 out of 10. If you are not in uh, a I want to be kind of in that what the fuck m- mode. This is not a film to watch. If you want like good just like kind of uh, cookie cutter bubblegum <laughs> popcorn like horror film, this is not it because it requires a lot of paying attention and a lot of a lot of you. It it wants you to invest in what's going on and it does. It does really well. You you care about these characters mm-hmm. and uh, for a father and a daughter that are caught in this crossfire of holy war whatever it is it's intense um, but it is a little bit too heavy to just pick up and watch it is not just something that uh i I will i come back to the well often but when i do i remember the taste and this movie delivers on something that i didn't i don't think i even knew Mm. that i needed uh but it's a great, great film. I like it a lot.
0: It really does take you down the uh, the rabbit hole.
2: Yes. There's so many different things to question and, and look into and deck craft, theorize about. Like, ooh, I wonder what... Wait, what, what does that mean? But again, it's a good time. Drew, how do the people get a hold of us and communicate with
1: us? Well... Folks, you can always hit us up on Facebook and Instagram. to search for The Real Feels Podcast. That's R-E-E-L. And we are on Twitter, at Pod. You can also send us an email at RealFeelsPodcast at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. And, uh, of course, we're still looking for submissions for a uh, suggestion for our Season 5 kind of uh, header, motto, logo. Because, I mean, right now we're Season 4 the fellowship of the fields we're still uh, we're still looking for some suggestion guys but of course you can always go to the tooch line 661
2: 376 0030 we'd love to hear from you
0: tooch line tooch tooch Toochie, toochie,
2: a tooch uh, jack is there any <laughs> patreon for this film uh there is uh it's called jazzer side Why
0: exercise when you can jazzercise? Having a bad day or a bad year, let the Real Feels crew tailor a death hex and all the bad spirits invading your life. We won't sacrifice animals, but we will provide a banquet and a live 15-minute long death hex based on your life, circumstances, and taste. Cost is based, folks, on the needs of your hex. We will show up bedecked, bedazzled, armed with our bells, <laughs> cymbals, drums, and various machetes. Uh, we will hide dead birds <laughs> where you need it. Uh, or maybe it's uh, some Instagram fiend and you you want to hide uh, copies of her pre-modified <laughs> uh, Instagram posts. Uh, we can do that here at the Real Feels Podcast. Just uh, give us a, a tooch and, uh, and we will... We will toot you back. Stare into the darkness, and you'll see the Wheel Feels podcast winking back at
2: you. I like it winking back. Well, that about does it for sounds uh, good. The good old 2016's occult horror, The Wailing. I had a heck of a time, and I'm glad you guys enjoyed it as well. Uh, thank you all for tuning in. We're gonna be coming up next time with a little bit of a ja- uh, not Jacks. Sorry.
0: No, Nathan's, oh, or no, oh Drew's going uh, all Halloween on us.
2: I uh, know. October
0: 20th, guys, I'm going to bring in you some slasher horror. Mm. And then on the 3rd of November, still Fair. within the realm of Halloween, barely, just barely, I will also be bringing you a nice Halloween uh What's it uh, Cerebral. Cerebral sci fi. Cerebral science. Yes. Take it as
2: deep. Cerebral science. Yes.
1: And just a quick note, I myself am going to be on Pitney and Amelia's Bitchin' Boutique on October 16th, 8 p.m. U.S. Central Time. I'll be there with Two Girls on a Bench, Flix X-Raid, and Fellowship of the Geeks. And we're going to be talking all things horror for their livestream event, The Wheel of Horror. This is all part of our hashtag AllTheHorror campaign every year during the month of October where different podcasters... Live streamers and different creative artists get together and celebrate the month of horror. I'll also be on Two Girls on a Bench coming up on October 19th, where myself and Trisha and Shauna are going to be discussing Stephen King's 1408 and the movie featuring John Cusack and Samuel L. Jackson. Details in the show notes.
2: Well, from all of us at The Real Feels, mm-hmm. deep remember, and dark. you're the realist And the feelist. Shu Yin! You wouldn't believe me if I told
0: you. Scary my ass.